Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 202, Cleaning Up Some Audio. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Alex as my guest on the show. It's not me, it's another <laughs> Alex. So Alex, thanks for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here, especially with another Alex. And this is going to be a very interesting episode because we've determined at the beginning of this episode that all Alex's apparently love audio. I've actually interviewed <laughs> another person who likes to do music and his name is Alex. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of us. <laughs> too many. Well, I'm not saying we need like a Thanos where we have to just like eliminate <laughs> half of Alex's, but <laughs> we have a good I, amount of Alex's. <laughs> yeah. The, the more the merrier. It's one one big party. All of us Alex's. Exactly. So today it's not about my interest in audio editing. It's all about Alex's interest in audio editing. <laughs> Once again, it's going to sound so weird throughout the entire episode. But before we <laughs> jump into the topic, uh, Alex, do you have any social media links, websites or projects you're working on that you would love to share with the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to check out my work, you can go to Polytropus FM. That's Poly as in polyester and tropos, as in troposphere.fm. That's where you're going to find all of my favorite projects, all the really high quality ones that I work on, including most recently, the creation stories, uh, which is all about, well, yeah, the creation stories uh, from various cultures. We started off with the Abrahamic myths, and uh, I hope to do another season on some other creation myths soon. So uh, yeah, polytropist.fm, that's the best place to go and check me out. Perfect. Yeah, I'll put that down below. And that does really sound interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll, have yeah. to, I'll pause the episode right now to go check. No, I'm kidding. I was going to say pause the episode. <laughs> go check it out. The listeners can pause, but I highly suggest you listen to this episode first so you get a good feel of who is Alex and then go check out mm -hmm. his website, which is a kind of good segue on to get to get to know who you are. Who is Alex? That is a great question. Who is Alex? Wow. I feel like I've got to enter into an existential crisis to really dig into this one. Mm -hmm. uh, I am, uh, I, I'm an Alex. I was born in Calgary, Canada, still live here and love it here. Um, I am a podcaster and I am incredibly fascinated by stories and I am wildly fortunate to get to edit those stories and share them with people through podcasting. That's perfect. So we just determined that you and I are both Canadian, both podcasters, mm -hmm. both named Alex. Yeah. You're yeah. not bald, are you? <laughs> I'm not bald. Okay, no. so that's the only difference. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you can tell us apart. Yeah. <laughs> if you, do you, I don't know if you can hear it in the voice, but uh, the that I, I'm the one with hair. And the host is the one <laughs> without hair. Yeah, I have no hair whatsoever on my entire body. No eyelash, <laughs> no, no, nothing. The only hair really? I have is on my tongue. Yeah. It's, it's a, I have hair. I'm my, the rest, like the lower half of my body, it's getting into weird details. I'm like a, a hobbit. There you go. Let's just say that. that. Leave it I at that. It. I yeah. love it. So let's jump into something that is not descripting my body in great details. Let's talk about <laughs> audio editing. So how did you get introduced to audio editing? Yeah, that's a great question. So locally here, there's a guy I know from the creator community named Kyle Marshall. He does a lot of pod podcasting stuff, uh, but he initially did YouTube stuff and then transitioned into podcasting. And I saw him doing this and I thought that was really cool. And then I thought, on my way into 2018, I thought, you know what? I'm a really bad listener. I should, uh, I should try and sort this out. And seeing my friend Kyle do this, I thought maybe I can give podcasting a go. It'll give me a good excuse to sit down and force me to listen to somebody for an hour straight. And uh, so beginning of 2018, 
that's what I started doing. I interviewed my buddy, Seth, and uh, it's kind of taken off from there. Okay, we are way too similar. I also started my podcast in 2018. <laughs> it's when, just, when's it gonna come out that you're actually just doing you know a, a funny voice for me uh and you're actually just interviewing yourself that would be pretty impressive <laughs> i can like see right now you're laughing and i'm talking at the same time that's two voices at once it's honestly <laughs> i'm impressed i'm impressed <laughs> or it'd be even more impressive that i just record one and then i just do the other one at the same time yeah yeah Yeah, definitely doable. (laughs) This is all part of the audio editing aspect. This is what makes Alex very skilled. Am I talking about myself or the other Alex? Who knows? We'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) So you said you do podcast editing. Do you do any other type of audio editing, like to say to practice, let's say music or voiceovers or anything like that? Yeah, no, it's all um, it's all podcasting. Actually, I um, I mean, initially it started off just doing interviews and the challenge at first, when I first got going was, okay, how do I, you know, how do I make these levels sound the same? That was the first thing I had to try and figure out was how do I make the loudness the same? And then as I got further into it, I started experimenting with trying to, uh, you know, cut out unnecessary details, kind of craft the story a little bit more so that the guests and myself were a little bit more interesting to listen to. And then now with my most recent project, uh, the creation stories, uh, then it became a whole intense, like cutting apart interviews and mashing them together because they talked about the same thing here. And so I wanted to put that there for the narrative. And uh, yeah, it's all been podcasting, but I experiment within podcasting because within that, I mean, you know, this as a podcaster, Within podcasting, there's like, is it a narrative? Is it, uh, is it an audio drama? Am I trying to just share information or be entertaining or funny? There's so many other things. And so I, I've managed to get a lot of practice in uh, just editing podcasts. And you were mentioning trying to find the right audio level or just getting everything at the right setting. Where do you tend to go to get learn more about audio editing? Because for me, it was a lot of YouTube and just trial and error, like you said for yourself. But was there a place you went to just learn more? Honestly, yeah, same thing, man. Just like YouTubing everything, right? Just (laughs) how to make (laughs) volume levels similar, (laughs) how to make quiet guests sound louder, uh, that sort of thing. It's just been Uh, trial and error. And then sometimes as I've gotten more into the podcast community, this is a really cool thing about the podcast community is as you get more into it, then you get to ask other podcasters like, Hey, man, what are you doing? How are you doing this? And I've had calls with other podcasters, where we just sit and show each other our processes. And we just say, this is, you know, I take the audio here and, and we just show each other how we edit. And uh, that's been a big part of it as well. So YouTubing, and then as I've gotten more into the community, uh, calling on friends in the community for help as well. I am completely there with you. When I edit my podcast, I do like screenshots of the settings I take, and then I share them online. So it's a document that I can always go back and reference to, but other people can go back to it and learn more. So for me, I use Adobe, Adobe Audition. So I have to ask you, what is your go-to program when editing audio and why that one? I use Audition as well. And the reason I use Audition is because when I started podcasting, I uh, I had the Adobe Suite because I was editing some videos for work. 
And so I already had the suite. And so I said, well, I may as well use this hefty program. And uh, obviously, I don't use even like half the stuff that's available in, in that software. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what I use. And it, it, I mean, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. Does it ever happen to you that you're just like, what does this sound like? And you do, you're like, oh my goodness, this is game changer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have done that. I mean, that's how I figured out like the speech volume leveler that I've used. I'm like, wait a second, this works so much better than whatever I was doing before. And uh, yeah, a lot of it is like accidental. You're like putzing around inside the software. And then you're like, oh, hey, that works way better. And that's way easier. I remember. Uh, so control K is the shortcut for cutting in 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 the software. And I remember it was an accident when I hit control K and, and it sliced the audio in half because the whole time I had been doing right click cut and to to make my cuts. And then I accidentally hit control K and I'm like, of course, there's a <laughs> shortcut for this. <laughs> and it's probably saved me like hundreds of hours of my life knowing that shortcut uh, all because of an accident. It's, so for me, it's the A. I just reassigned it to the A button. So every time I just press A, it just oh, does okay. a split and it just cuts it. Yeah. So I'm going to nerd out right now and ask you, what are the settings, if you, without going into great detail, that you usually do for editing your audio? And I'll, then I'll share mine. Mm -hmm. Just the quick settings. Yeah. Yeah. So I go in uh, with each guest. Each guest has kind of got a bit different of a voice. So I might tamper with these a little bit. But generally, I pull it in. And then I normalize the audio to 0 0.1 uh, decibels. And then I will uh, put a speech volume leveler on it to 30%. And, uh, and then listen back. Usually that's enough. Sometimes I have to go a little bit further for, for that, depending how much variance is in their audio. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, that's pretty much, pretty much the settings. Sometimes... I'll have to do some noise cancellation, but usually I find uh, if if people are recording in a quiet enough room, sometimes it's better to just leave whatever little bit of noise there is in there just to preserve their audio. So yeah, mostly uh, just, uh, yeah, balancing and then uh, speech volume leveler. So I, I do a little bit more just because I am, I like to like mess around and try almost all the settings on on existence on this website or on the website on this program so i start off by doing uh normalization because sometimes the audio is low on both ends separate tracks and then from there i do a noise uh, reduction so uh, so that's uh yeah and then i do dynamics so mm -hmm. that kind of uh, takes out what you keep i end to end up taking out mm -hmm. to like that dead space uh yep. then i do uh was it param uh the equalizer, uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, it's, yeah the, the equalizer to the, mess up yeah. the audio and then a de-reverb mm -hmm. and then a hard limiter and then oh, a de-esser wow. de and yeah. an FTT filter, which the F FTT filter is fantastic because it helps remove some of the rumble in the audio. Okay. So if you have like- Interesting. Like, yeah, like hard P's or anything like, not the, not, not the pop, yeah, I guess the pop, but it's a lot of like the rumble and it just- works like magic i will share the settings with you later so for people who are listening i am geeking out on this but uh there's all these little tricks that you learn here and there from editing audio that is really interesting yeah i i mean i always uh try and 
aim for simplicity. That's like my my big thing. But uh, I I like that. I I'm gonna have to play around with that a little bit and uh, see what comes of it. Because your podcast sounds great, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's obviously no issue with with Aww. what you're doing. And I think I think that's part of the cool thing about podcasting is that it is an art form. Uh, but we get all these different little bit of settings that we get to play around with. And I, I do want to call attention to something you mentioned here as well. Uh, in, in your process, how you do the normalization first, and then you do the noise reduction. That is that is a huge, 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 huge thing. If anybody's going to go and edit a podcast, always normalize it before you remove the any noise. Because uh, if you do it the other way around, trust me, I've played with this. If you do it the other way around, it doesn't sound as good. Yeah, there's a lot of trial and error. And I would imagine for you as the same for me, when you've been editing, editing audio and there's just something that just doesn't sound right, like, does that sound right? And the more you listen to it, the more you're like, is this normal? And you start doubting yourself. Does that, has that ever happened to you? And you start hearing things that people who would listen to your podcast would never hear. All the time, all the time. And I think that's something that I've had to learn is when to just like walk away from it. And to say, okay, I did my thing, I tried my best, and now I'm going to take a step back. Maybe I'll come back to it tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask a friend to listen to it. Or maybe I'll just put it up like this and say, you know what? Probably no one's going to notice, except for mm. Alex, who also edits podcasts. <laughs> so what I tend to do is like after I'm done editing the podcast, I always bring the sound back to without any EQing. So the next day I can come back to it listening with fresh ears. So it's not yeah. right after I'm done, like cutting and splitting everything and spending hours and hours editing. So, yeah, and, but that's a cool thing about audio editing. Everybody has their own little technique that works for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something that you just develop over time and you develop your own sound. It's like with any art really it is, uh, I mean, it's the same with handwriting, right? You can recognize your own handwriting and, uh, and eventually you can recognize your own podcast style too. Yeah, yeah. My, my handwriting belongs in a, th a third grade class. That's that's the amount of handwriting <laughs> style I have. I know exactly where I belong. <laughs> this, once again, it's very subjective. But for you, what are some do's and don'ts? I mean, the biggest don't that, that comes to my mind immediately is, is don't uh, portray your guest disingenuously. I, you know, I, I keep the editing in most of my work to a minimum. Uh, well, most of my work up till now, it, going forward, I, I have a few more projects that will be a little bit more intensely edited, which is why this rule is so much more important to me. You have to make sure that when you edit this podcast, when you edit audio, that the guest can listen back to it and say, yeah, that's what I said. Instead of thinking, wait a second, that, whoa, 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 that, that's not what I meant by that. That's being taken out of context. And I'm really uh, cautious and aware of that. And fortunately, I had a guest a few weeks ago. We had lunch. And he said when he listened back to it, we had recorded months earlier. And when he listened back to it, he, he said that he listened to it and he felt like that was him. I had edited it. I'd cut out a couple things and cleaned up the audio a bit. But he, he felt like he was listening to himself. And, and I think that's huge is don't portray them disingenuously. Or, I mean, maybe that's a do too. Portray them, do portray them 
as as themselves. Um, and then uh, some other do's and don'ts. Let me think for a second here. Well, while you think, I can uh, jump in on that statement you just said. Yeah, it's very important because it'd be against you to put your guests in a harmful light and then I'll just put bad in, a bad image on you and potentially having future guests as well. So hopefully in the meantime, while I was explaining that, you have come up with the other do's and don'ts. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, I saved you some time. I, <laughs> I mean, the another big do is is to have fun with it. Like let yourself experiment with it. I know a lot of podcasters get into it and it kind of has that same, I mean, the same vibe as any creative project that you get into. You've got people who are kind of hustling in it and, uh, and, and people who are pushing and saying like, this is, this is my career, this is my thing. But I think a lot of the time when you do that, and I've done that uh, with some of my projects before, is you lose the, the fun and the creativity like it stops being about relationship building and stops being about creativity and starts being about some abstract idea of success. And I think it sucks a lot of the fun out of that. It really, it really does. And I mean, this is a show about your hobbies. Your hobbies are supposed to be things you enjoy. If you're not enjoying it and it's just becoming a grind, I, I mean, what, what are you doing? So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're also saying that for anybody in any field, but let's say for audio editing, do not compare yourselves with other audio editors because everybody has their mm -hmm. own speed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of what I'm saying is, is just allowing yourself to be an individual, to be a human being. And yeah, okay. You and I have a lot of things in common. We edit audio. We're both named Alex <laughs> and we're both Canadian. This is great. but. We also have different ways of editing audio. We have different styles. We have different conversations. We have uh, different ideas of what it means to be a host and what kind of questions to ask. And that's part of the beauty of it is that it's your hobby as an individual. Uh, and you don't necessarily have to conform to what everybody else is doing or what everybody else thinks uh, you should be doing. But you have to do this setting or else you have a failed podcast. You have to do this. You have to do this one thing I told you to do, random person on the internet. <laughs> do you know what, though? Uh, it is kind of funny because I was thinking as you're saying that, you know, obviously sarcastically, I was thinking, I'm like, well, I mean, but you should make it listenable. You should, you should try and get good mics. But at the same time, for me, uh, most of my podcasts, uh, it's, it's, about the conversation I'm having with the individual and a friend of mine on on Twitter in the podcast space, she commented about some lost audio of her partners. And, uh, and she said, How do you deal with that to the podcast community? And I said, Well, I, you know, I lost some audio recently uh, of an episode I recorded with somebody. And it just becomes a nice conversation that I had with somebody once. And, and I think, uh, for me, I found that a, that a healthy way to deal with it. Even if I put up a conversation and it kind of sounds like garbage, uh, Hey, it was a nice conversation. I got to meet a new individual and learn something new about them. And that's, that's why I'm doing it. And so I, I think, um, whatever your reason for getting into the hobby, whatever your reason for getting into whatever field you're in, uh, don't lose sight of the reasons that you're doing it because you're going to end up miserable. 
And that's an interesting point you bring up because for myself as well, I've recorded some episodes and unfortunately they were not able to be released due to the audio quality or connection issues and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it has been amazing conversations. I wanted to get them back, but schedules didn't work out. So mm-hmm. an odd way, how many of these conversations have you unfortunately not been able to release due to any type of issue? Uh, one, actually. <laughs> I've been really fortunate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have lost 0.2% or something of of those recordings. And yeah, and I keep a lot of backups. And I'm pretty good <laughs> with it. Uh, literally, it was just because a file got corrupted somehow. I, I have no idea how. Um, but yeah, literally just one. I'm really lucky. And you bring up another interesting topic. You see, you have backup files. You're very lucky by not losing stuff because you know how to prepare. So what goes into your preparation for recording an episode? So like testing your audio and what do you do to protect your audio? Because let's say you save it on multiple hard drives or on a cloud in case you lose it. What is your go-to safety plan so everything works out? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I, I've got, you know, kind of an outline, a primer that I send to the guests when I'm going to be recording with them. I like to keep things pretty light on the preparation for some of my work. For some of it, I have to do a lot of reading and research. But for my main show, My Wax Museum, where I just interview people, uh, I keep it pretty light because I like to be surprised by people. And uh, and then once I come out of it, I've I, I've been using the same recording setup for oh, two years now. Uh, and so I'm confident in the audio settings that I have figured out. And as soon as it's done, I do two things. I back it up um, onto, I have uh, literally a two terabyte hard drive that's just for backup files. And I have it all indexed. I have everything labeled as to what this is. And I lock those files away. And then I also move it into the active file folder, which is where I do all the editing and everything. And I have had to make use of that archive before because I, for whatever reason, forgot to transfer it to the main one before, but I had it backed up and, and could, uh, could edit it out of, out of there and copy it out. Um, so that's pretty much the process. I just have uh, a hard drive for active projects and a hard drive with all my uh, backup files of just the source audio. Like I don't save anything else on there. It's just the source files. And yeah, and having backups when it comes to audio is pretty important because you never know if it's going to die out. Like I am paranoid because I've lost so many instrumentals I've made or audio stuff. So I'm like, I have a one four terabyte, a SSD of one terabyte. I save it on a cloud. Also on my computer, I write down the whole episode. <laughs> I write down the whole episode <laughs> on a piece of paper. So I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you have a, you have a stenographer in the corner <laughs> typing as we're going. Yeah. It makes the audio <laughs> editing aspect pretty hard. Just removing all those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to do so much editing is because of all the clicking and clacking in, in the background. <laughs> so like for me, on average, it takes around, uh, depending on the audio and if there's any hiccups within the audio, about five to eight hours to edit. So for you, how long does it usually take you to edit your projects? Yeah. So for My Wax Museum, again, that's the first podcast I started. Uh, and that is just a, a, it's a straight interview. 
That I've managed to get down to about an hour and a half to two hours, uh, start to finish, at, at least with the editing. That's not including like the recording, of course. Um, and then, and that's a, about a half-ish hour show for, for that one. And then for my other projects, like the creation stories and some upcoming stuff I'm working on, that is, uh, it takes like 20 hours-ish to, to edit one episode, uh, which usually come out to around half an hour is, is what I aim for. I like how you said, wow, for my five to eight hours. And then you just hit me with that. Oh, it takes me 20 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying wow to that. That's amazing. (laughs) How like, it's just because you show so much like dedication to it. Yeah. And I, I think when, when people listen to, to it, like they're two very different shows, right? One is, you know, the one show that I do that I've been, I've been doing it for four years and, and it's very linear. I sit down, I have an interview. It's half hour long. And I go through and I cut it up and I, I do that. But then the other one, I take multiple interviews that I've conducted, plus research that I've done. And then I have to figure out where to put things where and how to do things. And, uh, and so that, that one obviously is a lot more complicated in the, in the post-production. I say wow to you because <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's not like you're running a five to eight hour show here. And I think it does stun a lot of people when they hear how long people, how long it takes to edit. Like it's not, <laughs> you don't sit down and, uh, and just look at it on a screen and you're like, wow, it looks great. Okay. And then put it up, <laughs> right? Like you do things to this and in order to uh, make, make a product that people can really listen to and enjoy and engage with. And you know what? Okay, this is a problem that I've encountered. And I I know there might not be a solution, but I feel like this is something every audio editor wished happened, is that if you were to save, let's say you already did the whole EQ of the audio, save it, exit, and open it up the next day, you're able to undo some of that stuff. Nope, it's it's mm-hmm. gone. <laughs> Whatever you have saved yep. that EQ, it's there forever. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are a few ways that you can get to like the, the backup, the auto saves and, and stuff. Um, but you don't know where it auto saved. So (laughs) it it might be, it might be in the spot you're hoping for, or you might get into it and realize like, Oh, but I have to redo all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, no, no, thanks. Uh, Like it could be like a, yeah, you have a one hour episode and autosave after the first minute and that's it. <laughs> do you know what, do you know what I one time uh what I did, I was editing this this project and uh it was it was a client project and I'm trying to get this thing done. And I said, you know what, I need to sleep on it because this is stressing me out. I go to bed, I wake up, and foolishly, I didn't close it out. Like I just left it open. Oh no. I forgot to I I feel like I must have saved, but maybe I forgot. I must have forgotten to save. And I wake up and audition is closed out. No. And I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. And I had to completely restart. I was so upset. Oh. Uh, hour, hours of work just disappeared. Oh, that must have been so brutal. Oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> you had was, to go through it that. Was, <laughs> it was. So yeah, now I'm obsessively saving as I'm editing. You have like one hand just going back and forth, save, click, save, click, save, click. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost. 
Yeah, there's no stress in audio editing. It's so fun. None, yeah. none, none. It's just fun. It's funny how the stressful part is not actually editing the audio. It's saving what you've edited. <laughs> Seriously, I know. Like editing audio. Okay, I've got a pretty good handle on that. It's the it's the hygiene. It's the file hygiene. Uh, <laughs> that's the struggle sometimes. And on a flip side, what would you say is the best part about editing audio? Definitely hearing back from people that they liked it. That I mean, it, it feels great to get a compliment when when people listen to it and they don't just say, "Oh, I liked it." They they say, "It sounds like like you worked really hard on that, and this is quality." Like I'm impressed. That. That's what I what I live for is the praise of others. Uh, it feels great. Alex, you're doing amazing there. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cry. You are too. Wow. Oh my god, we're Alex's are gonna cry. This is gonna be an Alex crying episode right now. <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> so, in order to get that praise, it takes a lot of time and effort to learn how to do these things, and there must have been challenges along the way. So, for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started editing audio? Um, my biggest challenge, I mean, it obviously, you know, um, I, I, I don't, you know, we, it's not like we're like early adopters of podcasting, but we kind of came before like the big wave of, of podcasting. And so the biggest challenge was finding information on it that was, that was really going to be helpful. And I mean, and, and that worked with the sound that I was going for. Uh, that I think was the biggest challenge. And then of course, you know, getting the right equipment and having the right recording space. Um, those I think were, were the toughest parts was, was just improving the audio quality of, of what I was doing through the editing, but also, also through the physical staging of podcasting. Well, you are, I guess, in luck because I went through the exact same thing. So what I also ended up doing is making a giant Google Drive document with like, uh, maybe over 100 tools, resources and like stuff that I share with podcasters for free. I'm not charging anybody. It's free resources you can find online already. So I just compiled them into a, a giant document so people can go check that out because, yeah, like yourself. Learning about podcasting can be challenging because you have no idea where to start. Probably somebody's going to be telling you you need the Sure SM7B right off the bat, which is like a $500 <laughs> mic. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need to go that far. <laughs> yeah, baby steps, work your way up. It's kind of mm -hmm. like walking, crawling and all that. You just take your few steps. And now now you're sprinting, right? You're, you're full on sprinting. So, I, with, yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, what would you say is your current challenge? Oh, my current challenge is definitely because so I started off doing these interviews, right? And and I still do interviews, but then now I'm moving into these more well-researched uh, podcasts like the Creation Stories and like a few other projects I have hopefully on the horizon. They might be a little over the horizon yet, but these projects rely on a lot of research and a lot of reading and i'm a slow reader and so the my biggest challenge now actually has nothing to do with the audio and nothing to do with the the podcasting but all to do with my my brain and my mindset and uh my other other skills that i'd like to develop and uh yeah so that's that's the challenge now i have a stack of books for different projects that I'm working on and I have to read through all of these and 
that feels a little bit daunting. Um, so that's, that's the challenge of today for me. It's kind of great that you've, I say mastered. When I say mastered, I mean mastered yourself in terms of audio editing. Because once again, editing is subjective. So you found what works best for you. So you've mastered it. So it allows you to expand your mind on different elements so you can improve on. And then you can be confident with your work with your audio editing, which is a great feeling to have. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does feel great. And now to move on to this new challenge, it's exciting, but incredibly daunting, as I'm sure you found as, as you've developed your own skills and attempted at others too. Yeah. Right now I'm in the process of making a podcast board game. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? Alex, you're busy enough as it is. Why not just add something you're completely clueless about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. It should yeah. be easy. Yeah. It, just a little bit stressful. And to speak about stress, because I am doing so well with these well-calculated segues, what would you say <laughs> is the most stressful part about audio editing? Oh, the most stressful part about audio editing, literally the anticipation. That's, I'm like a terrible procrastinator. So the most stressful part for me is just procrastinating and sitting and being like, oh, I got to edit that. I got to get that done. I got to, I got to get off my butt and oh, I should work on that. Uh, that is the most stressful part for me, which I mean, that's a pretty privileged thing to be able to say, thinking about it is the most stressful part. And then I do it and it's all fine. Uh, I, I think I'm pretty fortunate in, <laughs> in that regard. You know, I'm the same. That's why I like batch a bunch of them so I can be like, okay, I'm uh, lazy. Oh, you God. and me both. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to sit down now and I'm going to record 10 today and I'm going to edit 10 tomorrow and I'm not going to think about it for two months and it's going to be great. Yeah. And I think that's another important thing. Give yourself flexibility to, if you have the time and uh, yeah, if you have the time to record and edit, edit so you have enough. So you can never know when you not might not be able to record or edit because editing uh, editing audio can take a long time as well, and it can be stressful. And when you're editing while you're stressed, it could be even worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You won't feel focused on it. You won't feel. You'll never feel satisfied with it if you if you're editing through stress. And this might be a tricky question, but what is one setting or EQ that doesn't exist, but you wish it did to make the process better? Better, Let's say it reduces all the <gasps> inhales automatically mm. or like removes yeah. clicks in a certain way, or it actually left a good pause amount between when people talked or automatically did something else. You know, that's a, that's a great question. And I have exactly the answer. I wish I could hook something up to my brain. And as it's going through, I could, it would just detect like, oh, cut here and move this there, move that there. And then it would just pick up on my thoughts instead of me having to click buttons on my keyboard and move my mouse around. I wish it would just read my mind. That's, that's the setting. And I know that uh, that's, might be a little far down the road, but that would be amazing. Like if I could just put it on, play it, and it would just move it around and know exactly what I'm going for. I don't know. Is that a cop out answer? That is like, that is what, that's awesome. That's what I want. <laughs> Yo, I was like thinking the same thing. And I'm like, hold up. What if we just made it a little bit better? We had like a contact where you can just see the audio form. And you can still go on with oh. your day. And then your brain, you're like, okay, cut here, cut here, cut here. Like you could just cut with your yeah. eyes just looking around. Oh, you my could God. Do a, <laughs> go for a walk in the park. Yeah. Right? Hopefully, like nowhere around roads because I feel like it could get dangerous if you've got it in your eyeball. Uh, but just go for a walk in the park. 
and just edit, edit as you're as you're strolling along. That would be fantastic. And you know what? I found another solution to auto saving. You blink every time you blink, auto saved. Boom. Yes. <laughs> so you're oh. continuously auto saving. <laughs> Do you know what? That you could program that. Somebody could. Somebody could make that. Like I feel like that's that's a thing you could you know hook it up mm-hmm. to your webcam. And there's eye tracking software, mm-hmm. and you could hook it up to just make a shortcut where every time you blink, it activates the auto save. I bet you could do that. So whoever is in the tech world who wants to help mm-hmm. out audio editors and think, oh, you know what, this might be a great idea, you know, just uh, mention Alex and Alex, you know, Alex squared or double A battery, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Or yeah, it's the double A double A setting. The yeah. Alex setting. The Look Alex setting. Alex is out here changing the world. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome from Alex. <laughs> Alex <laughs> From Square. all of us. From, from all, all of yeah, us yes. at Alex. Are we a company now? Okay, yeah, yeah. Alex yeah. Inc. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, we're an empire. Us yes. Alexes. Yeah. yeah. We're, we just need to gather you know, all the Alexes. <laughs> all, the, all the Alexes. Do you know, okay, this is kind of a, a side thing, but as an Alex, there is a, is a gathering place. It's the Alex subreddit. I don't know if you've ever been on there. What? There is there is r slash Alex. All Alexes are welcome. If it's Alex, if it's Alexander, Alexandra, like all of them, they're all welcome. And uh, it's a fantastic gathering place. Uh, we mourned Alex Trebek together, and uh, and we talk about other things that go on in the world of Alex. Really? That is okay. I'm joining that. Yeah, but yeah, legally, I, I can't. I can't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I have people like Alex on this podcast, opening me up to new things. And exactly. having a subreddit about Alex is just going to boost my ego. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It does feel good to have an Alex subreddit. And, you know, that's, that's another thing going back to podcasting. It's almost like uh, that was our topic of conversation <laughs> going back to podcasting the the podcasting community is amazing i mean i see you actively on on twitter chatting with people and uh, it, it is a wonderful fantastic place uh where generally obviously there's gatekeepers but i i don't uh believe in that people are welcome and people are welcome to try and do it on any level they want whether it's just you know i record some stuff on my phone or they, you know, work for NPR, right? It's a huge community and uh, everybody's welcome. And and I found it to be uh, really wholesome. A significant amount of my friends are from the podcasting community. And and I think that's been the best part about getting into podcasting. Yeah. And of course, they're being very open-minded. There's some people who say, cool, that's the way you do it. I love it. And I've interviewed yeah. a guy who records his podcast in his car because he has a house full of kids and family members and stuff like that. So it's a little mm-hmm. more challenging, but it goes to yep. show that it doesn't. you don't need a professional studio to record your podcast. You can mm-hmm. record anywhere you want. And an important lesson somebody taught me once when I was re- editing audio, it doesn't matter what program you use. It matters how you use it to your willing. So basically, yeah. meaning you could use a shoe. I'm, this is the wait. Never mind. Bad analogy. I don't know where I was going with the shoe <laughs> thing, but it doesn't matter what you use as long as you know how to use it. There. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> ex- exactly. I mean, right now I'm staying at a buddy's place, and because uh, I'm kind of on the road right now, and I have my mic hooked up, like my scissor arm mic clamped onto one of the. Uh, the slats under the mattress on the bed frame. It's like a super janky setup, but hey, 
hey, it works. You know, and I think that's uh, <laughs> that's part of the great thing about podcasting is you can do it wherever. You can find something that works. You can uh, you can feel good about it. Okay, so I have to talk about this this DIY mm-hmm. of podcasting and audio. So, have you ever heard of a thing called a uh, called a chaotic eyeball? Oh yes, yes, okay. I have. Yeah, okay, so yeah. uh, that's around two hundred dollars. And mm-hmm. when I was starting off, I'm like, I can't spend two hundred dollars right off the bat. I have no money. So I decided because I wanted something like that. So I bought one of those gym foam balls from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I traced out like a hole that would fit my pop filter, cut a hole inside, shoved another hole underneath so I can shove my microphone through there. And then I nice. just like put my pop filter into there. So it just looked like a giant yellow ball. And people were like, is that your mic? I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's like that whole thing yeah. is your mic. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I show them the inside. Yeah. It's like, oh no, this is, this is the actual mic. Yeah. Yeah. How did it work? Did it work pretty well? It worked really well for, because I was using a dynamic mic. Or no, was it no, like a oh. cardioid, cardioid mic. I was using a cardioid mic. Okay. And yep. uh, <clears throat> so for people listening, if you're not familiar, cardioid tends to pick up a lot more noise around the room. And then you have dynamic mics where they're more direct in front of you. Yeah. So yep. uh, yeah, at the time I was u- using a cardioid and uh, now I use a dynamic. But yeah, I like going back and forth. They both have their pros and cons. So actually, speaking of which, when it comes to audio editing, people use different mics. So what mic do you use and why do you use that one? Yeah, I use the Rode Pod mic and mm-hmm. it's because it's it's a cheap option. And so I, you know, it was easy to buy two of them. And I didn't really like I had I had other other mics too, but they were uh, they were condenser mics. And so they picked up a lot as well. And, uh, and then I switched to these cause they're dynamic mics, which like you said, are more directional. And so I, I picked these up and, uh, yeah, that's really the reason why I use it is cause it was cheap and honestly, like sounds just as well as anything else. Um, so yeah, <laughs> pretty basic. I don't swear by it, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, did I say cardioid? I mean, cardioid condenser. That's what I meant. Yes, I mm-hmm. know what I'm talking yeah. about. I am knowledgeable. <laughs> but hey, uh, every 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 time I have to talk about like if it's dynamic or condenser, I have to look it up first. So <laughs> you know, and yeah. <laughs> so don't worry, you're you're not alone. <laughs> it's an Alex thing. <laughs> yeah, it's an Alex thing. <laughs> so what are some misconceptions when it comes to people who do audio editing? That uh, our keyboards are sticky and our basements are smelly. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, because when I think <laughs> when I think somebody who edits, I, I think they've got to be sweaty. They've got Cheetos all over the table, <laughs> you know, like it just sounds like a nerdy thing to do. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is that a misconception other people have or is that just me? you know, projecting or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, my my desk is very clean, very neat and tidy. Uh, When I have an organized desk, it is organized. And uh, yeah, is is that a good answer? No, no, that's a good answer. These are misconceptions that you've experienced or you thought of people thinking about your hobbies. So yeah, everything you say is relevant to your experience. Although I don't know if I've experienced that. Nobody's ever come up to me and been like, Oh, you're a podcast editor. You're nothing like what I what I expected you to look like. No, nobody's ever said anything to to that effect. So I don't know if I've ever been um, prejudiced at all. 
Yeah. Like that's stereotype. a good question. I, <laughs> you're going to come back to it. You're like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know if I've ever, um, at least as far as podcasting goes, I don't know if I've ever been stereotyped. Okay. So here, I guess I can add one more that audio editing is you just snap your fingers and it's done. It's very easy uh, to. Okay. Yeah. That is. <laughs> yeah. That, I have gotten that. Like, <laughs> you, what, what do you mean it took you 20 hours to edit a podcast? It's like, uh, go listen to it, please, and thank you. And then go listen to the source audio and wonder how I pulled this out of my butt. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not magic. And that's another thing, too, is when your friends and family listen, listen to your work, sometimes they're like surprised. They're like, oh, it didn't sound terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm floored. It's like, who do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, I deliberately do these to make people sound terrible. That's my main goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, yes, I distort the audio and uh, and I do really poor quality interviews and then ask people to listen to it. Yeah, just for torture or blackmail reason. Yeah, yeah this, that's why I have 200 <laughs> yeah. episodes that I release now. But then later on, I'm going to change them up and use them as blackmail. Yeah, that's that's my evil plan. <laughs> yeah. Pe people listening to this don't hear the blackmail segment of this where Alex made me tell him all my dark secrets. Yeah, uh, that, that'll be released later. Yeah, I'm going to turn that into a torrent and people can download it on LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the exclusive version. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, what has audio editing taught you in life? Uh, to deal with listening to my own voice. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing is uh, just acceptance more of who I am and what I sound like and, and coming to appreciate that, you know what, uh, <laughs> I you know, this is what I sound like to other people and other people are still my friend. And, uh, and, and so I can still appreciate my voice, even though I don't, you know, sit there and relish, Ooh, I get to listen to myself again. Like, I love that. <laughs> nobody likes the sound of their voice recorded, at least nobody that I've met yet. So, uh, that, that's the biggest, the biggest life lesson I've taken away from audio editing. And that's a pretty good lesson to just have with you and just learn along the way. So for people who are starting off in audio editing, do you have any word of advice for them? Yeah. Listen, like when, when you're there editing, really, really pay attention. Uh, it's amazing the things you get to learn from yourself, from your guests. If you're editing your own audio, uh, just going back through it and noticing the quirky things that you say or the weird way you you bring things up or whatever it is, uh, just coming to appreciate that or change that if you decide you don't like that. Uh, but then also getting to re-listen to your guests and, and re-enjoy that conversation. And, and maybe if you're editing somebody else's audio, the opportunity to get to listen in uh, like a fly on the wall uh, to the raw audio before it goes out to anybody else. I think that's a really special and unique opportunity as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, it also gives you the chance to learn more of editing different voices. So figure mm -hmm. out how voices and languages works. And this just popped up in my head. I'm sure this, this comes with hours and hours of editing. Are you, do you notice certain words that you repeat? <laughs> over <Yes>. and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So something that I do that I've noticed I do when I interview people mm -hmm. is 
I'll ask them a question and then they'll say, they'll say their answer, which will be brilliant and interesting. <laughs> and then I will reply with something like, right, right, <laughs> right. I'll always give three affirmatives and then I'll say, so I'm curious. And I always, <laughs> I always give these three affirmatives, short pause. And people don't hear that in, in the final product because I edit that. And as I've become more self-conscious of that, it doesn't happen as often. But that is something that I do that I've noticed I do. I do not know why. But when you said, right, 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 I thought of the opposite. When like somebody just gave you the answer and you just said, wrong, wrong, wrong. So, <laughs> just <laughs> see, do you know what? And that's the, that's the funny thing. It doesn't matter if I agree with them or not. You will hear, you know, I, as I, I've interviewed hundreds of people, right? It, you've interviewed hundreds as well. When you interview people, sometimes people say things you disagree with. And uh, on, on my shows, I'm not there. I'm not doing journalism necessarily. I'm there to ask questions and to learn from somebody. And so my place isn't necessarily to disagree with somebody or to challenge them on their assertions. And so even if I disagree with somebody, I tend to just say, right, interesting. I like that. Thank you. Uh, and, and so even if I give these affirmatives, doesn't necessarily I agree with them. I should have that in my Twitter bio. Affirmatives don't mean agreement when you're listening to me talking. I don't know why. But see, I say that. I don't know why. It seems for me, it's I don't mm -hmm. know why. Speaking of which, <laughs> with that in mind, with following that train of thought, I have these like connection segue and segue. I say segue yeah. so much. I might as well buy it's one of those. It's a fun play. word. Yeah, I feel like I should just be writing a segue while I say that word. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you should have a segue podcast. But like you, like you said, uh, like saying you, you, like the agreement doesn't necessarily mean you agree. Reminds me of a, a law in Ontario or an act, the Apology Act, basically stating yeah. that if you say sorry, it doesn't hold you liable for yeah, the action. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a like a generally Canadian thing is that sorry is not an admission of fault you you know it, if yeah we apologize for everything we're like oh oh sorry 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 you know I'm sorry for bumping. i don't know i'm I, sorry for something <laughs> i was just in nashville a couple of weeks ago and i was walking down the street and i felt like i was in somebody's way and i as he's w walking towards me i step out of the way and i i say oh sorry and he looks at me and he gives me this nasty look. And he's like, for what? what? <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess nothing. I don't know. Like, I felt like I was in your way. So I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. So uh, I, I learned that sorry doesn't fly the same way it might in Canada. The, apparently, this person is offended by the word sorry. I am so sorry for that. <laughs> apparently, yeah. And I, 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 I can just imagine, I can just imagine, not the word I use, you saying sorry, <laughs> then you go into your self-conscious to try to figure out, okay, what am I sorry for? Um, I got to yeah. find an excuse. Uh, sorry <laughs> that the weather's great. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole life is just apologizing for things that aren't my fault. Although I think I've gotten better at it. This is something I, I'm aware of. I did really feel like I was in this guy's way and I thought he deserved an apology, but uh, apparently he didn't want it. So his loss. <laughs> so for everybody listening, uh, a really Canadian thing for audio editors is right before we close the program, we always say sorry. You, so cause just yes. in case, you never know. It's, it's, it's like a ritual. <laughs> just in case we've offended the program, we, we, we apologize to it. 
and and beg for it to save our <laughs> files appropriately. Please do not get corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've uh, I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on that you would love to share with the listeners? Yeah, the best place to check out my work uh, right now and going forward is polytropist.fm. Again, that's poly as in polyester and tropos as in troposphere. Uh, .fm. You can check that out there. There will be the creation stories on there, which is my latest project, which I'm incredibly proud of. It's seven episodes where I've interviewed a Muslim mom, a Christian priest, a Jewish cantor, and an Assyriologist uh, about the seven days of creation story found in the book of Genesis and within Abrahamic traditions. And there will be future seasons exploring other creation stories from around the world. I just started with the lowest hanging fruit. Um, and so, yeah, check that out on polytropist.fm. And from there, there will be links to check out the rest of my work and follow me on the socials as well. Perfect. I'll put that down below so people can go check that out and, of course, show you some love. And now for the last question, and it's going to be a doozy. Do you have any questions for me about audio editing? Great question. <laughs> Do I have any questions for you about audio editing? Oh, are you going to put the link to that Google Doc in the description? You know what? I wasn't planning to, but now that you mention it, yeah, I will. I, I never thought Look of it. Look at me forcing your hand. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic because, you know, I find podcasters listen to a lot of podcasts and surely somebody along the way is going to listen to this episode and think, you know what, I want to try that out. And, uh, and I think that's a fantastic resource. And I, I think it's wonderful that you, uh, that you pass on this knowledge because I, I have a few friends who I've shown how to podcast. And I know one of them at least refers to me as his podcast father. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it feels good passing that on. And, and I think it's great that you do that so openly and so widely uh, for people. Yeah, no, I love sharing the love. And you say your friend refers to you as the podcast father. I feel like you also discipline him sometimes. <laughs> it's like, you didn't edit the audio in time. You're getting a time out. <laughs> no, I don't discipline him. I'm a pretty absent father. <laughs> <laughs> but a good father, a good absent father. I don't know. That's a two things. I think that's an oxymoron. Hey, I <laughs> you know what? When I'm when I'm there, it's quality time. We had We had lunch a few weeks ago and I think... <laughs> You know, that covers us for about the next two years and I'll, I'll see him again in a bit, I'm sure. You ask him, so how's the audio? Mm, is it good? Did you <laughs> really, get rid of all really, those ums? Mm. <laughs> I should show up with a jug of milk the next time I see him. <laughs> it's like, this is what I was going for. And this is a bad joke because I know a lot of a lot of fathers. So there's been some parents who have done that and I feel bad for making the, that joke. This, <laughs> Sorry. The, this is true. A lot of a lot of people do really have absent fathers, um, but know that if if you if you come to me wanting me to share audio editing skills with you, or come to the other Alex on here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> wanting to sh share audio skills, we will be happy to be your uh, podcast fathers. We will fill that void with audio. I, it's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's our goal. Filling voids with audio. It could be any type of audio, just us yelling ah! at the top yeah. of our lungs. <laughs> the, the loving, comforting voices of your podcast fathers. 
I, I'm proud of you, son. This is, this is for everybody out there who needs to hear that. And on, if people do need to hear that, I'm proud of you there. This is going to be the clip for the episode. <laughs> Just you <laughs> saying, I'm proud of you. Two seconds. I'm proud of you. Well, what's I'm this episode about? I don't know, but this dude is proud of me. I'm listening to this. Everybody <laughs> needs it, man. Everybody <laughs> needs it. Just a little love. And that's the magic of podcasting. I should just end the episode there. I don't know how I can top that. <laughs> but I do have to do a conclusion, but damn, now that my conclusion is going to look like look like garbage compared to just <laughs> you saying that. Thanks a lot, Alex. Jeez. Just, just take a long pause. <laughs> People who want to duck out then can, and then we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's my attempt at doing a conclusion to this. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Alex, for coming on and sharing your love for audio editing and geeking out with me over this. I had a splendid time. Splendid? Splendid. Yeah, splendid. That's a new word. Yeah. Yeah, I'm spluing my words. Splendid time. I had a splendid time talking to you about audio editing. And if you guys would love to show Alex some love, not me, the other Alex, go check him out. I'll put all the links down below so it'll be very easy to find. If you want to show me some support, you can go check me out on uh, any social media link except MySpace. I don't think I'm on there. Um, my podcast is everywhere. If you want to show some support, you can leave a review, become a guest on the show. Send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com if you want to be a guest or have any questions. I'm also working on a board game called Pitch That Podcast, which is a game about pitching podcasts. Self-explanatory. Why well, I'm explaining a self-explanatory title. Um, yeah, I also have merchandise being sold on Redbubble and I have a Patreon. So those are all there. They're all optional. But what you need to do is go support Alex, not me, Alex, the other Alex. So Alex, thank you once again for coming on. Thank you once again for having me. This was fantastic and always a pleasure to spend time with one, a podcaster, two, a Canadian, and three, a nether Alex. The trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> we got it all. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.